hello, hello. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Hola. Welcome back to Sifting Through Trash. I have Davina back again. Hi, guys. Back by popular demand, actually. Actually? Yeah, a lot of people liked your voice. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so she's back and um, better than ever. Actually, she's wearing yeah. the cutest outfit today. Um, I. You literally, can I tell you what you look like? 50s mom? No. Like mom. No, 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 no. You're like a young mom, like early 30s. Not even, I don't even think you have kids. A mother nonetheless. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think you have kids. I think, I think you just got married. I think, Ooh. Can I tell you the story? Yeah. I think I you just this. got married. I think. Your husband, I feel like he doesn't have like a really traditional job. Like I, mm. I don't feel like he's an accountant. Mm-mm, I mm-mm. feel like he works. Like I feel like he runs social media for like a kombucha brand. You know, oh. like something cool like that. So you yeah. guys always have like so much like free kombucha around your house, mm-hmm. and you guys have this like <laughs> cute little house in like Hillcrest. Wow! But it's like a Spanish style home, and he really embraces like your Spanish heritage, and. You also, like, have, like, a dog. I want to say it's a corgi. I don't... Yeah, I want to say it's a corgi. And you guys love your corgi. Your corgi has an Instagram page. Oh, my God. And you guys go to, like, the Hillcrest, like, farmer's market every Thursday. That's, like, your guys' like, thing. Yeah. And you wear this outfit. Okay, guys. I just want to let you in on a little... you drink Cortados. I drink... Oh, my God. Cortados. Um, Cortados. Um, So, Bella actually just said everything that I wrote down in my manifestation journal. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Because you know what? I am no. a psychic. Did you know I'm a psychic? No. I really have. No. Listen to me right now. Stop. Oh, no. Don't God. even joke with me because, you know, I've been really working on honing in on my intuition and my clear cognizance. Cognizance. Because I'm not clear audience. I don't hear shit. I'm not fucking raven. I don't see things. They you, tell about if you tell people that, like, you hear things, people are like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Then all the, before you know it, you're admitted. So one thing leads to another. Yeah. So no, I've never been like that kind of person who like hears things. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like when people do tarot readings and they're like, I just heard the color red, the red might, might mean something. Oh. To one of you. you know what they say? I just heard this word. Okay. Yeah. You know, some people hear that. It's almost like an echo. Or like a download. Yeah. I don't get those. I, I just know things. It just comes to you. It's just kind of like a yeah. thought that just but is like, it's also there. a really bad mix with my anxiety. Cause sometimes I'm like, I know my sister's dead. Oh. And then I have to text her and be like, are you okay? Are you dead? And then she doesn't answer. I'm horrified. Wow. And then I'm like, this deep knowing is either anxiety or I felt my sister die. Maybe she's having like Am a I spiritual. Ill? No, I'm. maybe it's an emotional No, death. I maybe literally, she's te- I'm still she's- mad because I texted her last night. Hello? Because I felt <laughs> she- something off. Oh, shit. And she hasn't texted me. <laughs> Sophia, like- if you're listening, please, please blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> no, she's fine. She just um, sleeps in a lot. She gets. Well, she's a college gal. Yeah, she's, she's a college, a college gal. She girl. sleeps in. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> no, I get these like really like intense feelings that something's yeah. wrong with certain people, and I have to like reach out to them immediately because I feel like I can't take the risk that I'm wrong. I don't want to validate like the negative aspects of this, but one time Bella did text me, "Hey, I've just been thinking of you lately. Is everything all right?" And everything was not all right, but we. <laughs> But we, like, hadn't spoken in probably, like, a month. A month, yeah. Just because quarantine, yeah. pandemic, like, nothing was going on. The pandemic. But she just texted me. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, no, someone's noticed, looking out. I, whenever I reach out to people, I've half the time they're like, oh, my God, how did you know? I, was been, uh, I needed, yeah. I just thought of you. Like, or yeah. like, like, oh, okay, uh, yesterday I saw a tweet that was like, 
if you if you bite into your ice cream, you're a psychopath. Oh, and I Molly. quoted it. And I quoted it and I said, I send pictures of teeth marks in my ice cream to Molly all the time. And Molly literally texts me and goes, I had just had a dream like that night that you were taunting me and triggering me by eating ice cream, like biting into it. And I woke up to that notification. I thought I was still dreaming. Oh, my God. I can't even tell you how I can't. Okay. So that's yeah. You know, those TikToks. I'm we, I love how we haven't even gotten to our talking points yet. Where you know what you know you know those TikToks <laughs> where I don't know if you're on. Are you on spiritual TikTok? I'm not on TikTok at all. I'm actually oh. I'm actually a 32 year old wannabe mom stuck in my body. I don't know how to use the whole it. story I just gave you. Basically, basically that is the life I'm living. <laughs> I don't know how to use TikTok. I oh, I wow. I don't get Snapchat. I, I, know you I don't get. Lo- it. Oh, why don't you use Snapchat? But I know you would love TikTok if you gave her a chance. Well, I used it for like a night, and then I was like, God, why is there words everywhere? And now there's Instagram Reels, so I'm kind of saved. Ew. <laughs> Fuck Instagram Reels. I'm a TikTok hoe. Anyway, yeah, I think it's definitely the better one. But I'm okay, on go. I'm on spiritual TikTok. Okay, so I get a lot of like, train your intuition, <laughs> like TikToks. And there was one that was like, like, oh my god, it's so fun. I'm so good at them. It's crazy. She's like, she has like like her hand over like this thing, and she's like, think of a color. Like, what color do you think the object is? And I'll be like, and you really just like look at it and you yeah. like feel the it's so hard to explain but i'll know it's always my first guess like if i'll feel I'll, my son i'll just feel yellow mm-hmm. i'll know it's yellow and then she'll lift up her hand and it's like a fucking like yellow pin so are these just like exercises and exercises like honing for and you. like yes. just trusting your and she intuition. had one where she was like wow. she had these like cards i don't remember what it was but she was just like think of a number between and before she could even say i what she i thought she was gonna say one uh one through nine or you know she said i thought she was gonna do like one through ten but she goes um, one, she said zero through eight, but before she even said like the range, I already, I was like seven. You knew it. I said seven. I knew it was seven. Oh my God. It was fucking weird. I just was like seven and it wasn't like I it just pops in and like I it, couldn't even think of any other number. Yeah. And I was just like, it's just, I know it's seven. Yeah. And I go to the comments and everyone's like, I got it. I thought seven too. And I was like, what the fuck? Or like when they're like, which item am I going to pick? And they have like the line of like crystals and like, yeah. which, which one am I going to pick? And then like. They're like really feel on which one the energy is coming off to. Oh my and then god! And grab it, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's one with like a she does one with a tarot card where she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling cards. She's like, if you can guess the card, I'm gonna pull. Mm-hmm. Like really feel the energy of this deck. Like really feel like which one I'm gonna grab. Yeah. And I knew she was gonna pick the devil, and she picked the devil, and I fucking had to close the app for the rest of the day because I was just That's like, I know, I am powerful. We've proved it. You've I've done you've it. done your mental work for the day. Like. It's, it's like just that so crazy, and I've noticed it's, it's, it's stronger Ooh. when I'm vegan. Yeah, we were just talking about. We were that. just talking about this. It is stronger when I'm vegan. That's why I really am trying to go back to veganism because yeah. I could manifest things a lot crazier and like like crazy fast. Mm-hmm. And also, I felt healthier and like I was Lighter. probably in the best um, feeling like of you my life. Don't ever. have animal toxins just yeah. sitting in your yeah body. Yeah, no. I honestly feel like the animals. Not to be that bitch, but like when you do take on animals' energy, oh god, I hate. I sound like my yoga instructor. She, she's Dahlia. I love. We met her together at Starbucks. Oh my god, Dahlia, I love you. The quiero, you are the the sweetest. Uh, She's such a light on my Instagram. I have her her blocked from my Instagram story because she doesn't like it when I eat bad things, (laughs) and I'm so sorry. But I, it's she. She can't stand that I eat charcuterie boards. Really? Oh no. 
No, she literally eats dandelion leaves and like is like, she Bella, I want you to be vegan. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you want me to be vegan for different reasons. I want to be vegan so I can have powers. So I can become clairvoyant. I'm like, so I have <laughs> powers, okay? I'm like, I don't think you get it. I was like, I'm trying to grow my strengths, you know? Um, I, okay. Nothing to see here, just a couple of gals. Keep on walking, buddy. Um... um <laughs> This is actually the Today Show. <laughs> I do kind of feel like morning. So we're doing this this in the morning. We just had our little breakfast at Communal. We're sipping on our lattes and cold brew. Yes. Um, I'm on my second latte. I feel alive again. The yeah. first one I always chug. The second one is my sipper, yeah. as you've seen. As, um, yeah. Wait, no. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. So Dahlia. Dahlia. Okay. Veganism. She wants clearer. me to be. Yeah. I just want to be vegan for my powers. Yeah. That's it. I think that's. But uh, I mean, I love animals. No, don't get me wrong. My favorite animal is a is a pig. My favorite animal has always been a pig. Really I love cute. pigs. Yeah, and yeah. I'm obsessed with cows. I love cow print. Mm. Um, and I <laughs> I love <sorry. laughs> I love animals. I love cow. <laughs> cow I love print. cow print. Bacon, so good. Prosciutto, love, amazing. Say less. Say less. No, but really, I'm trying to not do that. Yeah. Um, because no, she did tell me a long time ago. She was like, when you eat animals you take you absorb their energy from when they died she's like so you're taking on sadness and you're taking on fear no. and anxiety and you're taking on all this stress I when just, you consume their body yeah no i just read a research paper that someone posted on instagram um but it was linked to like a jstor article yada mm-hmm. yada yada anyways that when they do kill like the cows and everything the animal tenses up they release those stress hormones yes throughout their body in their muscles mm-hmm. and it gets trapped there because that's the last thing to thing run that through their yeah. that's you know it you're like tense and your you're muscles eating are, it exactly you take that on mm-hmm. and so that like and just to kind of like you know drive my point home is that when a breastfeeding mother is really stressed Mm -hmm. she releases more cortisol that goes into her breast milk the baby then is like a more um like anxious like uptight baby because this kid's just getting fucking cortisol from his mom yeah so think about what how we get it works the exact same way I, I want I, I think veganism is great for so many things. I hate men that look like that. I literally both Bell, this is like the third time that Bell and I have like stopped mid sentence just because there's like a man. Like not even sexy men, just like No, just like men just can we, like that that goes into our first point. Ugh. Why do men feel like their opinions matter? Oh yeah. They like really feel like their opinions matter. I <sighs> story time. Not okay. This sounds really bitchy. Not that their opinions don't matter, but you know when men just like mm-hmm. mansplain and they mm-hmm. think that they're they think they're offering mm-hmm. you such great information, like they think that they're really groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like who told you that everything you have to say is groundbreaking? And it, it just okay. Hold on, I need to get clear. Yeah, she thought. needs to tell a story. She needs to um, tell a story. Listen, okay. So I was talking to mm-hmm. a man um for a bit and he was really cool he we would send each other music back and forth i loved that he had great taste in music i so attractive like my taste in music which i, I think everyone need does to follow your spotify because i feel like you're one of those people who i don't know exactly what your taste in music is but i have an idea of it's it everything. and i feel no i really feel like if i were to go to your spotify right now i would find like 15 songs that would like change my life that i've never heard of before probably like you give me that vibe that you have good taste in music thank you yeah. That means a lot. Wow. Yeah, um, no, like I would look at you and be like, oh, she has a good, she has a bitch in Spotify. A bitch in Spotify. You ever look at somebody and you're like, they have a bitch in Spotify? Yeah, like that guy you. from Communal? No, not me. Bella, okay, 
How do you not have a bitch in spot? You have 500 followers on one playlist. I don't have 500 followers on okay. Instagram. It's my Scorpio. Because, okay. though it, No, it's not the taste in music. It's because of the way I organize it. I organize it based off astrological feelings. Wow. Yeah. Like, I have... Okay, Whoa. I have a, I have Pisces season, which is all my like yeah I emotional like, that one. I like that one. romantic songs, mm-hmm. lovey lovey lovey. Mm-hmm. Then I have a Scorpio Moon playlist that is very like Represent. around really around my Scorpio Moon energy, which is like sleuthy, sexy, like bad bitch. Like, Dark. I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm sad. Crookie. Like, th- and then I also have my Leo Rising playlist, which is like I'm a bad bitch. There's Lizzo. a lot of Beyonce on there. There's Lizzo. There's fucking all this shit on there. And then I have um. Uh, I didn't ask to be born Latina, which is my <laughs> Mexican playlist. You know, you know the joke. I didn't ask to be born Latina, but nomás tuve suerte. You know that? No. You don't know that meme? Oh my god! It's like a joke. I didn't There's... ask to be born Latina, nomás tuve suerte. I just got lucky. So I, the the joke is, I didn't ask to be born Latina. Yeah. So I that's my Mexican playlist, but I need to work on it though because it's really out of whack right now. Mm. And then I have um. A Year's Time, which is my breakup playlist, which is really good. It's in chronological order of my playlist. That one's amazing. Wow. And then I have Strongest, which is, I think Strongest is all of my, uh, no, yes, no. Champagne Mommy is all of my music that I ever added onto one playlist from when Spotify was created. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it used to just all be the like way your to library. It was, wow. it's, it, it's a chronological order of like my whole life. That is the Champagne Mommy era. Oh Champagne my god! Champagne Mommy is fourteen to nineteen, in order of like, so you can see which songs were popular. Like yeah, when, like it's in the exact order. Like somebody I used to know is like in the beginning. Yeah, like Undercover Martin's like in the beginning. Oh like my Lana god! Lana Del Rey, and then it ends with like How Deep Is Your Love, Hotline Bling, like when I two thousand sixteen, like wow. summer sixteen, and then I think Strongest is all like my hip hop songs, and then I have What's a Goon to a Goblin, which is like mm. all the two thousands hip hop mm-hmm. and rap. I just love that you can so like many. look back on your life through music. I'm just really good at organizing Sp- playlists. No, I yeah. don't. I don't have good taste in music though. Okay, well, I don't think so. I think I'm I not think, notably good at that. I oh, I have hella fucking indie alts. Oh, that one. I love that one. Wait, you have? I have a playlist from you that I still listen to. Yeah, Davina. Yeah, it's called for Davina. Yeah, that's my love language. I make playlists for people. My senior year, I made playlists for all of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. I made one for Graduating. you, Taylor, yeah. Dan, Molly. And Taylor. You are so, Taylor. like, just... Yeah, I think that's what I made it for. And then I made one for Colin. Um, we used That was our yeah. thing. We used to make playlists for each this other. This so cute. Yeah, that was a Aww. great love. But, yeah, no, I look at you. <laughs> I look at you. And, like, the guy who works at that coffee shop, I just know he has a great Spotify. He has bitchin' Spotify vibes. Yeah, but he's such an asshole. God, I fucking hate guys. Okay, back he, to the story. He is such an asshole, I know. This is... Okay, going I've, back... I've fallen in love with him too many times to know he's not an asshole. I fell in and out of love with him... That's how I am minutes. every morning when I order my coffee with him. I fall in love with him, and by the time he speaks to me, I'm out of love. Because I look at him and I go, he looks exactly like Eller Coltrane from mm-hmm. Boyhood, mm-hmm. which you know was my favorite mm-hmm. movie of all time for yeah. literally up until I saw Lady Bird last year. It was my favorite. I I finally I'm one of the, I'm one of those people. I fucking sobbed at Lady Bird. It was me and my mom. Like it was just so. It was my mom and I. Yeah, that movie was my mom and I. I love Greta Gerwig. When she's when she was just like, do you do you like me? She's like, I love you. And she's like, no, but do you like... I could cry. That made me emotional. That movie really fucked me. So good. I can't watch it. Because I, I know I watched that it I'm on just a plane. Like... I watched it on a plane. Like, on my way to New York for my birthday. Mm. And I literally... Ugly sobbed. 
ugly yeah. sobbed on the plane and then I made my sister watch it and I was like this is mom yeah and then Sophia watched it and I literally watched Booksmart while she was watching Lady Bird next to me and I watched Sophia break the fuck down yeah, like just break apart like watching like like how they couldn't afford for her to go to college and like going to New York like that was literally my story like leaving yeah. and going to New York yeah and like watching my parents fight about my mom was very like wow we're getting really <laughs> My mom was very like, we can't afford that, and you're going to fuck us up yeah. by going. Yeah. And then, but you're also like, I need to pursue my and own And my life. mom this literally was like, life. just go to community college. And I was like, no. And my dad was like, go. Like, go. You Even though go. I knew he couldn't. I was like, he's like, go. And when I went, I just felt this like intense guilt Yeah. of like, yeah. I'm wasting so much money by yeah. being here. And like, I'm not even like 1,000% like happy. Because yeah. I don't have any friends. I don't, like, have this, like, crazy, amazing life that I thought I was going to have. You Like, it didn't feel like, because it didn't match up to your expectation, it was like, okay, then this isn't worth it. You know when, when Lady Bird gets to New York? Mm-hmm. And she's, like, so excited and she's, like, kind of naive? Yeah. That was literally me. Yeah. Just and like, it, it oh, made me fuck. so emotional when she calls her mom and leaves the voicemail. Yeah. I was just... And, like, when she had the letters from her mom, and, like, her mom... Oh, wait, hold on. Like, the one... You know when, like, she has letters from her mom, and she's, like... Like, he, she kept throwing them away because she didn't think she sounded intelligent enough? Yeah. That's literally her my mom, mom because my mom, like, didn't go to high school. And, like, my mom, I think, no, between you and I, mm-hmm. in the podcast, <laughs> I... I know my mom has a really big insecurity about her intelligence. Yeah. And that's why she really relies on her looks. And that's why she projects a lot of her vanity on me, where she's like, you need to lose weight. Like, the other day, she, like, pulled me aside and was like, I just want you to be skinny for me. Like, I want to see you skinny before I die. What? Yeah. Like, at work. She was like... Oh, my God. She's like, do it for me. She's like, do it for me. Like, I want you to... I want people to... She literally goes... She goes, I want people to look at you and just go, wow. People do look at you and just go, (laughs) wow. Laura's literally the only one who's like, what? I was like, you know, I'm not, like... I don't, like, hate the way I look right now. Yeah. And so I probably, like, feel the best I have felt in a long time. Yeah. So I was kind of like, just why do you feel the need to project that Your on shit me? on me. And I had always loved boyhood. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm one of those people who once I find something that I love, yeah, I stick with it for years. Yeah. You know, like, you know, have, have you seen that tweet where it's like, people with anxiety watch the same thing over and over again because they know the outcome? Yeah. And it gives them comfort. That was me with boyhood. That's- you know, I would watch boyhood like once a month. Yeah. Once All of high school. I would watch Fran- Francis Hall was my movie. Did you ever really? watch that with Greta no, Gerwig? And no. It was, uh, it was Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig. Oh, I need to watch it now. And it came out probably like 2011, but Greta Gerwig, director of... Lady Bird. And um, uh, Little Women. Little Women. I still haven't seen it. Oh, love Little I Women. I need to see it. I know. But that's how I was. It was just like, I know the outcome. I relate to this character mm-hmm. so much. Like, it felt like me, just how like odd and like out of place and like mm-hmm. just like weird mm-hmm. she felt but at the same time ah yeah just, it just and you stick with it because it's like okay i identify with this movie and the it's movie comforting. makes you feel warm like you mm-hmm. know when you have a you get like a feeling from something mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like home and you just go over and over like that's that was me with disneyland it still is with me with disneyland yeah. and like i have certain foods that i like crave because it makes me feel like home certain like, songs mm-hmm. and i'll listen to it over and over and over and over again and i won't get tired yeah that was me with boyhood. Yeah. And I think the, back to the barista. <laughs> he looks like Eller Coltrane from so, Boyhood. And so, the first time I fucking laid eyes on that man at that coffee shop, I went, holy fuck, Eller Coltrane works here. That's crazy. I was like, sir, 
I watched you grow up. That movie was fucking phenomenal. I can't even talk about it. I have this like really weird thing. You know, I'm a very existential bitch. Yeah. I have a really weird thing with growing up in time periods and the way that Mm -hmm. um, Richard Linklater like captured the the time period of like Soldier Boy and he's like on the bike mm -hmm. and then like him like going through like the magazines like yeah it, just the background of what you and like are when he moves in. to like austin it just felt like the timeline was so like perfectly captured mm-hmm. the times that like he grew up in yeah and it captured the movie really is about nothing really yeah if you watch it there's no plot there's like, no plot he has it just... one love it's not even about the girl yeah it's not about his relationship with his family it's just literally the kid's life and there was something so i think comforting about that mm-hmm and I loved that movie, and that was my. Fa- if anyone would ask me a favorite movie, I would, without a doubt, yeah. it was Boyhood. Well, it just kind of captured that whole like you know, there really is no means to an end in no. everything. Like you're just kind of going through. S- it. Lady Bird you- was the same thing. It exactly. didn't have an ending, but it captured like she talked so much about how she was in love with Sacramento, mm-hmm. and she had this like huge love. Oh my god, I can't. I love Lady Bird. I heard this quote the other day. It was from the movie The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Me, you had to, to me. you have to watch it I but he's to, on the muni and he's listening to these like white women just talk shit about san francisco blah, blah blah and he's just getting eaten alive by this city but it's also the city that he grew up in and like loves so much and he turns to these women who are like shitting on his hometown and he just goes excuse me you can't hate it unless you love it so do you love it like you can't hate something you can't hate your hometown without unless you love it like it's the it is so it's I, the reciprocal emotion. I, okay, like, somebody has asked me to talk about this on the podcast. We grew up in Coronado. Yeah, we did. I mm. hate and love Coronado. Yeah. I hate the way I grew up, and I love the way I grew up. I yeah. There were things that I think... I I really wanted to be white. I, I just want to talk about that. I really wanted to be white. I'm still struggling with that. I'm I, still... I literally ask myself sometimes, like, I see tweets where they're like, white passing Latinas, like, fuck you. And I'm like, is that me? And then I realized, no, Bella, I'm fucking brown. <laughs> People look at me and they're like, oh, she just crossed. <laughs> like, you know, and I, but I have such an identity problem with, yeah. in my head. I think, I think I, I, I look at like things that I posted on like Facebook, like in the way I used to talk to my friends in like mm-hmm. middle school, I would, it's kind of, it's really disturbing to see now because I was very like, I don't want to look Mexican. Yeah. Do I, I look white? Yeah. I was literally like 12 putting fucking white ass makeup yeah. on my face with like like just muting out my skin and I did yeah. not want to look Mexican I did not want to like I never spoke Spanish in front of like my white friends and yeah. I remember like it was just, and I wrote I took sociology in college and I wrote a paper on growing up in Coronado and he, he was the professor was from San Diego so he, oh he knew he, he knew, knew the dynamic yeah and he was like um I talked about growing up there and like growing up Mexican and how like I wouldn't talk in spanish like my mom would call me and say something in spanish and i wouldn't respond in spanish you just i yeah. talk in english yeah because and a lot of people don't know this spanish is my first language i didn't know that you didn't know that i learned english from disney channel holy shit like L- hillary duff and raven simone taught me english wow i'm gonna make that the title of this podcast hillary, <laughs> hillary duff taught me english. <laughs> how hillary duff taught me how to speak english no she did and i think um i because I went to preschool and kindergarten at a bilingual school. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't really teach us too much, like, English. Like, yeah. white kids did go there, but they yeah. mainly taught classes in Spanish. Yeah. It was Montessori. Oh, okay. You went one of them. Oh, I almost went there. Shut the fuck up. Well. We would have been 
We would have been little lifelong. I saw little two little of the Latina, two of the girls that went mates. to Montessori. I still talk to. Wow. Like I'm one of those people who hangs on to friends forever. You really do. I love that. It just goes back to like the whole like you kind of like have little timelines. I also think you have friends that you had as timelines. But you okay? I'm gonna yeah. leave. That. No, because you and I were really good friends like in high school, mm-hmm. and then I think honestly you were one of my first like Latina friends. That's so you funny. You and Nayla. Nayla. Nayla's. I love Nayla. 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 Oh, Nayla, where are you? I miss you. Where are you, ho? Baby. She went back. She's in TJ. She's in Tijuana. Yeah, we te- were texting the other day because she just got back from France. We should all do something. Dude, um, I really... Oh, my we'll God. We should all do something. Um, But no, you were one of my first Latina friends. Like, at, really. At Coronado? It was Nayla first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Nayla was there in middle school. Mm-hmm. And, and Gigi. Gigi. But, redacted. like, I feel like... Not that people were racist. No. But there was a lot they of also microaggressions. Weren't. There was a lot of microaggressions. And I don't think they were old enough to know and The what fact they were that doing. no teachers were ever, like, went past the point of, like, hey, guys, that's bullying. No, these kids are being racist. So I moved to Coronado from Benita. And at Benita, everyone thought I was white. At Benita's, like, this, like, very yeah. Mexican, no, I know. like, yeah. Yeah. area. Um, And so I was like, okay, I... I'm not Mexican enough. So I moved to Coronado. I was like, I'm I can kind of be enough. I'm not white enough, but I can make it. Anywho, I get to Coronado and I remember in science class, this girl sat next to me. I forget her name. Um, but she was like, oh, yeah, where'd you move from? And I was like, uh, Benita. She was like, oh, so like Chula Juana. Chula Juana. And I wasn't even offended because I just didn't even know what she meant. I was like, what the National fuck? shitty. Yeah. Yeah, dude. National I, shitty Chulawana. Uh, what else do people say? I have no idea. There's just so many, and I'm just like, fuck off. Microaggressions that are actually serious, like serious. Out the ass, yeah. And I just was, I didn't. I was like, uh, yeah, I guess it is close to Tijuana. I don't know. And then I went home and told my mom, and I was like, what does that mean? She was like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. So that girl had to get. She apologized to me in front of the principal. Oh shit! This was my third week at Coronado Middle. Oh shit! And I just never wanted to say anything again. That was the most humiliating thing ever. Probably for both her and I. I felt so bad for her. I felt bad. F- I just didn't want that at all. Like I, I had a boyfriend in high school. It was very abusive and also very <laughs> racist. Um, yeah, he literally. I, uh, I could really expose the shit out of him for things that he did say. But I'm not gonna do that. Save it for court. I <laughs> know I'll never take him to court. I'm not in the mood. We don't have time. <laughs> we I just don't have the time to deal with that. There are other pressuring my, issues. My therapist was like, "If you feel like that's part of your story, take him to court. If you don't feel like it's part of your story, she's like, I'm never gonna be for putting any like woman of color in the system. So, oof. She was like, I, I'm never oof. like she. She told me when I first started going there, she was like, "We're, I am a mandated reporter, but like I'm never gonna." I'm never going to want to put us in the system. If, I'm not going to put you in the system if you don't want to be in the system. Because it, like, yeah. it's, they're going to do everything they can to, to make sure To discredit me. Exactly. And I'm I'm at a point where I, okay, this is, mm, last year, I I don't know if I talked about this before on the pod, but mm-hmm. my abusive ex, racist mm-hmm. ex yeah. from high school, his most recent girlfriend sent me a message on Facebook. Yeah. And I was still with Dave at this time. Yeah. It was like the, it was February of 2019 that Mm -hmm. I got the message. And I, you know, when you have a girl, when you, when your ex is dating somebody new. Yeah. And you, you just wonder, you wonder, 
I I haven't done that in now with mm-hmm. with Dave. Yeah, because because I, I don't know what she looks like. Because I just can't do that right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about her. But with I don't know why when I was with Dave, I felt so comfortable to know like what my exes were up to. So I was yeah. like, I always looked at like her. I had already known her because. I remember Taylor went to college, like where he went to college. One of my best That's friends right. went to college where he goes to college. Yeah, yeah. And she said, I was at a party and I saw him with this girl who was short and had brown hair. That's the only description I got. Within an hour, I found her Instagram and I sent it back to Taylor. I go, Is this her? She goes, How the fuck did you find her? I'm the. I, I, Bella's an actual look FBI at me, agent. If I, I can't even tell you the things that I have. She, can, she taught me that in eighth grade. That like yeah. The, yeah. I don't even that's, I I can't even reveal all of my secrets. No, you can't. You should never. I will never. Even that little tidbit, redact it. I might redact that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we sound fucking loony. But no, I really can't. I really won't give away all my secrets just because um I still use them actively. Yeah. But if you ever want to know privately, I will. I can do consultations. Slide <laughs> my DMs. No, but really, I We're I'm, I'm a really good. Hour. I'm good at the FBI sweep, dude. And mm-hmm. if I want to know things, I'll fucking know things yeah. faster than anyone, probably. Like, when that's why it really bugged me when people were like, tell, trying to tell me stuff about Dave. They're like, hey, let me tell you. If I wanted to know, I could have her fucking home address by the end of the day. You could have her transcripts by the I end of the week. I could know her fucking fall semester schedule by the end of the week no, if I wanted to. It's- I could find pictures of her quinceanera from her tia's Facebook by the end of, like, before noon. Okay? Look at me. And... You know, <laughs> it makes me sound crazy, but I can look at me. I can. I Holly, if you're out there listening, because this Holly's the girl who um, who was my the, the girl who reached out to me. Yeah, she I had already stalked your like food fi- Instagram like you had a food Instagram. I had already known I. She had like a little foodie Instagram and I had even stalked the foodie Instagram. I know your favorite pizza place. I know, but I remember I looked at her. Bella's I, the Liam Neeson of my life. I'm the Liam Neeson <laughs> of everyone's life. She I'm, will I'm the Latina Liam Neeson. So <gasps> that should be the title. I'm the Latina Liam Neeson. I remember I stalked her, her Facebook and something really bothered me about it. I remember I looked at her and I looked at, I looked at Dave at the time and I said, she's no. being abused. And I said, I, I can feel, and I remember I told him, I was like, I know that he doesn't treat her well. And I yeah. know she, I can see in her eyes that she's soft and yeah. I can see that she's a soft girl who's getting taken advantage of. And I was yeah. like, I can see that she's like me. You could see you. I could see that like she wasn't, I could tell what he was doing. Like yeah. I knew why he picked her, you know? And, and it this is so that's fuck. And it made me sick all the time. And I would have dreams about her. And I oh, I, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I, I would have dreams about her. And I told, I would tell Dave, I'd be like, I had this whole, I literally have the best movie plot in my head, by the way, um, which I will not give up because it is about this. And I really want Mindy Kaling to play me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but really. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But no, I had this like crazy like feeling that I needed to tell her. And, like, to warn her. Yeah. And I felt like it was this responsibility that I had. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, though. And, like, Dave would always tell me, he'd be like, it's not your responsibility. He's like, even if you look at her and tell her all these things, she's like, there's, he's like, there's a chance that she, he's treating her well and you're going to look like a crazy ex-girlfriend. 
He's so like, be it. And he was like, either way, you're gonna look. You're gonna. He's gonna do everything to discredit you, and it's not your job. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know you want to help her, but like that's somebody's relationship, yeah. and like what they are portraying is that they're happy. So you can't. You can't. You do can't that. question their narrative. Yeah. As in, like, and so I left it. I left it alone, and I remember. I was, I was at, I was leaving spin. I was leaving spin Mm -hmm. and I just had, and I had, okay, really weird. I used to have dreams about my like abusive ex all the way through into my last relationship. Mm -hmm. And I never told Dave, but I would have dreams about him like once a month, every other week, like about him. And it was never bad. And I wrote on my Finsta about like like earlier that week I wrote a Finsta post about how like I had just had a dream about my ex and how I I don't know what it was and then all of a sudden I get this like DM it was like a it was a Facebook message it was like from her it was Holly wants to send you a message and I remember I my heart sank I was like she knows that I'm dreaming about her boyfriend and but it's not like she's that. gonna come after I'm like, me like I'm, she knows. I was like I'm in a happy relationship I, I'm not I don't mean it that way yeah. like I'm genuinely traumatized like help yeah. me like yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I think you might. I think you might feel what I feel right I now. I think you might. And then I remember I gave Taylor my Facebook login because uh-huh. you know I've avoided anxiety. Yeah. So I gave Taylor my, <laughs> I gave Taylor my Facebook login. And I go, I need you to tell me. Like she was not with me. I called her. And I made her log in my Facebook to read the message first. Yeah. And she goes, Oh Bella, you need to respond to her like right now. She's Aww. like, you need to like pull over and like talk to her right now. Yeah. She's probably really scared. Oh, and God. I pull over. Oh, I just got chills. I just got chills. And I read the whole thing, and it literally was, like, her telling me that, like, she basically, like, without not... Without you saying. You know. Without, yeah. But she had told me that, like, she... She... She had heard from his mom that I went through something very similar with him. And, like, she's like, I just want to reach out to you to know how you got over this trauma and, like, how, like, you went through this. And I literally was like, I think about you all the time. I was like, Rupee Carr has a uh, has a poem, and it was like I, I was like I, oh my god! It the first time I read it, I knew I was like, this is about Holly. Mm-hmm. I love how we went from sexting etiquette to like depacking childhood trauma. Depacking trauma. It says, when you find her, tell her not a day goes by that I do not think of her. That girl who thinks you are everything she asked for. When you bounce her off the walls and she cries, tell her I cry with her too. The sound of drywall crunching into itself as it's beaten with her head also lives in my ears. Tell her to run to me. I've already unscrewed my front door off its frame, opened all the windows inside. There is a warm bath running. She does not need to know your kind of love. I am proof she will get out and find her way back to herself. If I could survive you, so will she. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's so spot on. That was That's I like had never, way too spot on. I remember I read that and I was like, I had never put that feeling into words of like yeah. what I felt for her. Of just like wanting to be an open house for her to just like run to. And I wanted to tell her so badly, you know? And she yeah. literally was like, don't blame yourself because like I wouldn't have listened to you. Yeah. Is what she said. I mean, yeah. Who would have... Mm-hmm. If someone told you when you were in it, like you, you're not gonna hear it until you're ready. And nine times out of ten, it's not, not gonna be from yeah. someone else. It's gonna be from like within. It's gonna be yeah. like your own. Like, yeah, this is enough. You'll know. Like when with you've had Dave's enough. new love, yeah, interest. Like, okay, I would never reach out to her and be like, okay? if he could do this to me, he could do it to you, bitch. You know, it's like no, obviously, it's, but like in their head, they're like, 
No, not mine. He was a shitty person for you for a different reason. Yeah. It's like, no. If, no. Yeah. People are capable of shitty things. And I think <laughs> you need to look honestly at, like, the person that you're with and know that, like, whatever they have done in their past, they are capable of. Like, you can't look, you can't dismiss that. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they'll do that to you, but yeah. you can't dismiss that they're not capable. You have to be aware of. And be aware of the pain mm-hmm. that your person has, like, inflicted on others. And I don't know how you could be with a person. No, like, the trauma that they have inflicted on others yeah. without addressing it or making them work through that. We talked on the phone for like four hours and we talked about how we he made us both do all of his homework he made us like clean his house like made us like do all this stuff how he was always so fucking racist and like how abusive he was like in bed like how like he just was like really shitty oh my god and like i heard her like describe a lot of sexual encounters that i had experienced with him and i had never recognized it for me yeah. Like as abuse. Wow. I never I never I never looked at that and was like, Oh, I didn't consent to that. Yeah. But it just happened. And hearing it from her, like if I were to hear anybody else say anything, I'd be like You'd call no. it out immediately. I literally went, No, like that's not okay. Like I was like, That's not and she was like, Bella, the same thing happened to you and I was like, Yeah, but mine's different because like he didn't mean to do that. And she was like, It's the same thing. Yeah. And then I had this like weird revelation in the middle of a happy amazing beautiful relationship with another person yeah that i had been already three years removed from this abusive relationship where i had this revelation that i was in a situation that was a lot worse than what i thought it was and there i was like coming to terms with like trauma and abuse i had i had endured being so far removed from it yeah and i didn't even know how to process it and i didn't tell dave about this whole situation for a month and then i told him like what had been going on i was like look like i'm processing a lot of stuff right now yeah and he's like i don't know why you didn't tell me but like i get it and like i love you and like if you want to like pursue it legally like i will support you and like i was like i'm not gonna do that because i can't i'm at a point right now where i'm handling like coming to terms with what happened to me myself like within me Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm learning to validate myself and i can't handle people discrediting me yeah you have to, I think that's something, like, to take real, like, legal action is where you have to be so set and solid in what you... I know he'll do it you again. Cannot that's be... the worst part. Oh, he... The worst part is I know he'll do it again. Can we give, like, an anonymous tip that... I <laughs> wish I could. But then my therapist looked at me and was like, you cannot helicopter that man for his whole life. Yeah. She's like, and you're going to have so much guilt because you know he's going to do it again. But I... But at the same time, I'm not in a mental space to be discredited yeah and i need to like prioritize that and i have guilt for that all the time you know i don't think you should i think i mean any people i know what people will say i know people will discredit me because i was in a relationship because i had already consented to sex with him in other contexts you know and like the thing is is that i think i don't know it's hard it's hard because yeah. I, I harbor a lot of guilt because I know he definitely will do it again. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like by not uh, like, I don't know. I understand why you would feel guilt. Like if like then every relationship he's going to get into, if you have this he's feeling fucking towards up somebody's life. Yeah. Like, or do you feel like this one girl, Holly was kind of like a novel, like deep connection. Like I see me and you. Mm hmm. 
I don't know. I just feel like I don't gonna... think he's ever going to do the work on himself to not be abusive to another person. Yeah. So I think continuously, I feel like it's going to keep happening. I think it's so important for you to prioritize and yourself mm-hmm. and your process with this because eventually in the long run, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not 10 years down the line, but at some point you're going to be able to reach that space where you can do something about it and you can do it effectively. And why I know for a fact that this had subconsciously been weighing on me mm-hmm. was because the second that I really had that connection with Holly and we talked about it and I finally came to terms with what happened and I blocked him on everything mm-hmm. and I I have completely removed him. Mm-hmm. I never had a dream about him again. You and it's so it. crazy. Yeah. I never had a dream about him again. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Like wild. Wild. It's like freeing. Yeah. It's freeing. It's very it was liberating. so crazy. And I remember being in my relationship being like, I'm so happy. Why am I dreaming of this fucking piece yeah. of shit? Oh, <laughs> but why I wanted to talk about him, though, is because his mom was really racist. His mom was so racist. No. Oh, my God. One time. Um, I remember little tidbits throughout high school where you'd be like, yeah, she just said this. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, she told me for Halloween that I should be a donkey and he should wear a sombrero and be my, and like, I'm his donkey. Yeah. And then one time we were driving back on island, and I, we, I lived on the corner. You know, the house yeah. on B coming oh, off the house. Coming on to the island. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, My dad was in the front, like, with my mom. And she goes, oh, I didn't know you had a gardener. I went, that's my dad. And she literally thought it was so funny this bitch was cackling. I'm like, get your mom. Like, literally get your mother. That was... How like, can you disrespect someone's fucking family like that? Like, one, mm-hmm. to make the mistake... Not okay. Not, not okay. okay. Like, it's not like she said it and was like mortified. She said it and thought it was fucking hilarious. No, she she asked me to be their living housekeeper once. And I know us. I Because I handle those issues the same way where I just go, huh? Like you just have this overwhelming sense of like, what? Like you can't even oh my like, God. get angry. My whole, you just like, like growing uh, up in what? this like, you, like community yeah. was like people say something like, racist and they don't know that like they're being fucking shitty towards you yeah and you just kind of like don't even know what to say you're just like like i get this all the time at work people all the time all the time try to speak to me in spanish why because i fucking look bean when you look at me like i'm speaking to you in english and like they are only responding to me in spanish and i'm like for why so i play dumb and like i don't know spanish and i go ma'am what is your husband saying i don't know what the fuck he's saying I love... I'm like, oh. oh, I'm sorry, what was that? What was that, Roger? What was that? Oh, you want a napkin. I don't know what servietta is. You want a napkin? Oh, okay, gotcha. Cool. Roger that. No, literally, I do that to people all the time. This man fucking kept trying me. He's like, what part, where are you from? What part of Mexico? I'm from fucking Chula Vista, you dipshit. Fuck. <laughs> people no growing up in this fucking town and i literally i love coronado let me t- can i can i yeah i no. love can i okay this is very controversial but i loved my growing up yeah like i loved you were there for one of my best times of my life where mm-hmm. i was don't get me wrong i was fucking depressed and being abused and fucking struggling with an eating disorder mm-hmm. and really bad anxiety and just being awful mm-hmm. with myself but I had the best time. I had it. It was fucking awesome. Like you and I 
have the best memories. Like, oh my god, of being on my roof, of going to the beach, sitting so at Panera, splitting a bread bowl. For special hours. moments that I don't think most kids will ever. Thank you. I like, don't think many people will know what it's like to like, PE night. class. Would just go to the beach. Our PE like on Wednesdays yeah. on block days. We just walk to the beach and we would take long walks the in the sand. The fact that we could like I don't know who I was with. My friend Michelle, she 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 went to I think uh fuck I don't know where she went to high school but mm-hmm. she went to school in like Spring Valley yeah 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 and she told me she's like I think and we were sitting at Starbucks like on Island and she goes I think it's so cool how like kids can just come here after school like on their bikes she was like where I grew up you couldn't do that yeah and I didn't even think about that I was like I don't know why in my head I'm like everyone after school you could just ride your bike somewhere like walk yeah. somewhere but like a lot of places like things aren't accessible like by foot like that and. I feel like it was so cool because our parents, in a sense, could kind of be like... They could let go. Go. Like, let go a little. Where are we going to go in, like, this two-mile radius? We, like... Yeah. The bad shit I got up to was not bad shit. Like, it was so... Yeah. And, okay, I also want to say that this isn't coming from, like, a a place of privilege where it's like, oh, yeah, I got this. Honestly, going to Coronado totally opened up what I viewed as an opportunity. Like, in Bonita, Mm -hmm. going to middle school in Bonita, everyone there... And I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but they're kind of just stuck in, like, this is my hometown. Mm -hmm. These are my friends. And I think to a certain extent, that also happens in Coronado. Yeah. But I hate to say it, but, like, the financial state of how rich people were, like, kind Mm -hmm. of like, oh, you can travel for, like, like for fun. fun? Like, you don't have to, like, I can just do this. You're going to go to college with no fucking stress? What? Like, it just opened up what what i will I say though do. and this is this is this is i understand my privilege here we 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 were like pushed to go to college yeah like there was a lot of pressure to go to college yeah like a four-year i struggled with that a lot but i struggled I also... with that a lot and i told my sister when she was with that point i said you have to understand that a lot of your friends can't afford to do that with no loans and it's going to be no problem for them that's not our story and don't feel pressure to get a loan I'm still paying for my fucking loan for one semester. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. And it's let, let me tell you, it's still at eighteen thousand. Oh my god. I took it out for thirty. It's still at eighteen thousand. I told my sister, I was like, your situation is going to be very different yeah. than your friends. Mm-hmm. Don't feel pressure because you're going to make a lifelong mistake in the financial decision. Trying to trying match up to match with your friends to someone else's story that literally is not yours has no correlation to you. Like. Mm-mm. Apples to oranges. I'm like, I promise you, no one cares once you graduate where you went to college. Nobody cares. I don't remember anything. No. Who went where. No. It just doesn't matter. And, like, I think when you're in it, you're like, oh, my God, what shirt am I going to wear to fucking college t-shirt day? You know? (laughs) Like, I need something immediately. But, like, it's just, like, you feel so much pressure, I think. And, like, I, I think we are blessed because education was really prioritized for yeah. us and i feel like a lot of other schools they don't really encourage them to do that and it's not that other schools like from what i've seen with my other friends who went to high school in other places it's not that they don't encourage you they genuinely don't think you can do it and exactly. so they won't waste their time i've heard so many stories like that i'm like that's so crazy like and then when i talked to like people like who were brown that yeah. went to coronado we weren't really pushed as much as other kids no you know, no, like you my weren't. sister was like, oh, no, my counselor, same counselor that I had was like, um, yeah, I wouldn't really apply there or like, no, I don't think you should do that or like, no. And my sister was like, weird. 
because you told my friend with the same GPA who's white to Dude, do that. Yeah. And like that school is just okay. Do you remember senior year when things got a little racial for the first time with, ever? Yeah. Redacted. Redacted. With that one girl with, story. Yeah. We had one of our friends who was black and she wrote her experience in Coronado. I love a lot of things about the way we grew up. I love a lot of our childhood and our growing up and like our high school experience is really fun. Yeah. I will admit that. And like our school was really small. So like I love that like we all knew each other and like yeah. it was very personal. I love that. But in the same sense, people didn't like her. And I'm going to say this right now. People didn't like her because she was an outspoken black woman. Do you remember the backlash that came from everyone? She people got called so her much fucking victim. Like, yeah. And I'm like, you would fucking say that because you fucking feel attacked by this fucking Chris, you know? Like, if you feel attacked by what she said, fucking look at yourself. What did you do to make her experience like this? You know? Yeah. Like, what, like, what? And then when we had that meeting with the principal, do you remember? Were you there? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. Redacted. What our friend had to say in, like, the, the, like, what she wrote about Mm -hmm. her experience of being black in Coronado. Yeah. Um, I think it opened up a dialogue where, like, people who were not white at that school were like, you need to hear my experience. Yeah. To be very honest, that school did nothing about it. They're still doing nothing still about do nothing. it. They still did nothing. That fucking football teacher said the N-word, and he's still the fucking... He said it to a whole group of young boys. You know, like, the fact that that teacher is... Still working there? Working there, and they sent him to a little fucking boot camp? Yeah. To fucking sensitivity training? The fact that he was still able to teach students after that is bewildering to me. Bewildering to me. And, like, we, you know, we had, like, that talk about, like, the dress code and how it was really fucking backwards, backwards as, shit. as shit. And I was, like, because I remember there was, no- it was because I didn't wear a bra. Yeah. And there was nothing in the fucking that school says you have that to says wear you bra. have to wear a bra. And they kept trying to regulate that shit. And they, she was, like, you can't. If I don't want to wear a bra, I don't have to fucking wear a bra. And then nobody, everyone went to school with no fucking bra. I remember senior year, and nobody was wearing nobody a was fucking wearing a bra. bra. Not at all. And you know what? I'm sorry if my nipples make you fucking uncomfortable. But you know what makes me uncomfortable? Underwire. So <laughs> fuck off. So, you know what's worse than looking at nipples? Wire. Digging into your rib cage nine hours a day. So guess what? Fuck off. No, and like, I, I just, it, our principal at that time was just, oh, this specific teacher did this with a lot of certain kids because he felt like they he was really good at making certain kids feel stupid really yeah. i never had him i think he a lot of the times underestimated me and like he would pick on me a lot mm-hmm. because he thought i wasn't paying attention or he thought i wasn't fucking intelligent or just fucking off i think also with latinas too specifically um mm-hmm. we get the kind of rep in classrooms that like i don't did you ever watch freedom riders yeah you know, like that, like Latina that's like never paying attention, fucking popping her bubble gum, like yeah. fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we get that rep, and I think some teachers do feel that way yeah. about like women of color in classrooms, yeah. where they're like, oh, they don't, they don't really take it seriously. They're and loud you, mouths. They're loud just mouths. In the back, they're just here like, fucking making jokes. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking making jokes, but guess what? I can get an A too. You can call on me, and I know what the fuck is going on. And he, I think he learned very quickly that I was not to be fucked with, because he used to try to bully me and try to embarrass me all the time in classroom and I think it shook him and I think he tried to do the same thing to my sister and my sister literally 
my sister's bitchier than I am. Yeah, I'm not dude. a bitch. Sophia scares me. Sophia literally, I think, shook that man. What a turn this podcast took. This, we wanted to talk about sex, sex tips. Fuck. Like, what, uh, why men think they matter. But you know what? Um, <sighs> really quick, though, I do want to talk about, like, my body image. Okay. As a Latina. Because yeah. you are Latina, too. Soy yo. I also don't really feel comfortable using the word Latina because it's, I'm Mexican. I'm not Latina. Because I just, I feel like I'm, that's, that's an umbrella term that white people gave brown people. <laughs> considering yeah. that's me speaking from somebody who took like four chicano studies classes and thinks they know everything that's their blanket term for not wanting to it's a, differentiate it's an between term. a honduran a nicaraguan a costa rican like Mexican, yeah they, they, it's just they just don't care term. it's just an umbrella they term and i hate care. that i use it but i feel weird also like i just feel weird being like all mexicans because i know that it includes more people and it you know it we it just i wish there was a more inclusive term that wasn't an umbrella term irrelevant thought but given to us by white people irrelevant but latin american latin americans people in south like are more american and more indigenous and native to this land than any white person will ever be and they're still looking as foreigners i like it drives me nothing ever made me the best thing i ever did and i will say this to anyone who grew up in a white community when you go to college take a course on your roots Mm. if that's black studies if that's indigenous studies, if that's Asian studies, reconnect take, with it. Reconnect with your fucking roots. I took Chicano studies and it fascinated me. I was so close to a minor because I took so many courses just for myself. They weren't even yeah. for anything. Yeah. And it like really changed the way that I viewed myself. And it was so good for me leaving this. And I love, I love where we grew up, mm-hmm. but it was this mentality of like, wanting to be white so bad yeah and like i would look at girls whose bodies i just will never have because their their body type is you know like white genetically white white. it's It's genetically white and i didn't realize that like i could never change my hips i could never change my nose i mean i will but (laughs) (laughs) i mean i can because i can afford it now. i can because i can afford it now and i probably will because i have a deviated septum and while we're there we're just going to shave a little bit off the top anyways but (laughs) break it to the left (laughs) but but like i hated my hips i hated Mm. my ass like before like no like like in middle school before butts were a thing yeah before i hated i hated like i was one of the first girls to have boobs like in second grade i had fucking Mm -hmm. puffy little nips Chichis. And it made everyone uncomfy. It made everyone uncomfy. And I don't know how That's to explain so it. Like, I literally got my period in fifth grade in the middle of Ratatouille. Traumatizing. <laughs> but, like, I <laughs> I grew up before. Like, my body was just fucking different. Yeah. And I remember so desperately wanting to be white and have that body type and yeah. not have my curves and not have these things about me and not get so dark and not be... And not yeah. look brown. I wanted people to look at me and think I was white. Like, yeah. that's, do you know what I, know. I mean? When yeah. you didn't want to be, like, I didn't, I hated that feeling of people looking at me and knowing that I was different. Yeah. When I didn't look like my group of friends. Yeah. And I was young. Like I'm still a, struggling with this. I'm still it's, in the I middle of that. I, I, I grew up with it so much that now, as, like, a Mexican woman, mm-hmm. and I've obviously, like, come to terms with a lot of things, and I've learned so much about American history mm-hmm. um, from a Chicano perspective. I think if you can take your... If you can take U.S. history in college from the perspective of, like, wherever you connect with more, like, of your roots... Yeah. Do that. Because there was so much shit they didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. There was so much... 
Like, I it yeah. blew my mind. Blew my mind. And it, it also, it puts things into context of how it happened and how it actually it, affects you. It explained to me so much about, like, why, like, our community is so, like, colorist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So racist, so homophobic. Like, mm-hmm. Mexicans. Yeah. They, yeah. they do not like gay people. I mean, I'm speaking gen- generally. Yeah. But like, no. Within us, there's a sense of homophobia. There's a sense of racism against racism black people. against black people. And there's racism over darker Mexicans. Yep. There's oh, India. Yeah. India. Yeah. Is the yeah. la raza. Like, if the mm-hmm. baby comes out white, came out pretty. Yep. Marry a white man. Yep. That's why part of me has to struggle because I like, I am attracted to white men, but I'm also attracted to anybody. I've always. Yeah. I've always been like that. I've always been like whoever's floating my boat that day is who's floating my yeah, boat. Exactly. <laughs> and I've always been like, you know? Yeah. Like I'm almost but I know Sophia will not marry a white man. No. Sophia will not marry a white man. No, I she's, can guarantee you that baby. They can't handle her. No. They literally don't have the genetic makeup, the DNA bill to handle, to handle someone Sophia. Is- no, exactly. I don't think Sophia will marry a white man. And I love that. I can't wait for my family to have I don't think flavor. Sophia would ever agree to marriage. I think she would agree to like a Sophia's partnership like, where she just gets their Sophia's money. Sophia's like, I want kids, but I want to sleep in separate bedrooms with my husband. Like, I don't want to sleep in the same bed as my she husband. She could never give up. No. This girl was white mm-hmm. and she went to our high school. She was a grade above us and she was one of my friends at the time. And when I came back from New York, I was taking those courses a lot and I was getting really in touch and I was going to Barrio mo- more. Yeah. I was going to Barrio. Yeah. I was going to Chicano Park Day. I was mm-hmm. going to like a lot of art shows down there. Partly because... Our teacher had made it, like, extra credit for the course. Mm-hmm. So I was going down there all the time, and, like, I was making friends who were Mexican, and, like, that's how I met Lynette. And, oh, like, yeah. I was making friends with so many people who looked like me yeah. for the first time ever. Yeah. And it felt so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my white friend, she tweeted something. She was like, she said, at least I don't pretend to be a struggling minority fake-worshipping my culture, mm-hmm. driving a Mercedes or something like that. And first of all, the Mercedes is my mom's. Like, <laughs> it was a beat up used Mercedes. Like, she's acting like I was rolling around a fucking Tesla in a like, fucking G wagon. Either way, I was like, just that. Th- but does that matter? I was like, either way, like people assume that to be a minority, you have to be struggling. Yeah, I mean, even like the which is fucking racist. Like, I'm sorry. Did you want me living like? Fucking with a well in the back of my house for you to consider me a minority. So that way I could fit your little box. Did of you want what me to fucking carry a bucket of water like? into my yeah. house every day to take a bath? Like that's now I fit your narrative of what a Mexican is. Now you know what to look for because no, obviously it's just I'm one sorry, thing, right? Because I have a fucking 2018 Honda HRV. Suddenly I'm not brown. Fuck you. I would like to list to. And hear... I I never I literally oh oh mm. and I I I just was like I cannot be friends with you. I cannot be friends. Yeah. Like, fake worshipping my culture. What the fuck does that mean? Who are you to tell me how I'm going to embrace my culture after being whitewashed for all those fucking years? How are you going to tell me? Who do you think you are as a white woman to tell me yeah. about myself and me finally being comfortable with who I am and my culture? Fuck you. So right. I never spoke to her again. She just followed me on Twitter again. For Dude, like, she followed me the other day, too. And I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, why like, are you for here? Why? For why? For why? Not saying I'm not I'm not one of those it's been years, obviously. Like I'm not I'm not like sitting here harboring resentment for it every day, but it's just like one of those things where it's like you showed really ugly colors and, and I have, don't think that just leaves you. And you haven't done anything to, you know, make reparations for that statement. So I don't think that just leaves you. 
you know well it serves them in some way it serves them and you're choosing to uphold your own privilege and i get that but at the expense of someone else and not you're just not going to do it on my expense i and i made that boundary yeah no i would really like to hear about the perspective of rich mexicans at our school because they i know that they had to experience some other weird fucked up form of racism because white people still treat them like oh javi javi you know yeah even though they're white and well they were you know a lot of them were white passing but the ones that weren't still yeah you know Mm -hmm. but the ones who were wealthy it was like they weren't treated as i don't think they were treated the same but i also don't think they treated us the same no they didn't and it goes back and it goes back into that internalized racism within within our culture it's so deeply rooted to hate yourself and i remember coming back from chicano studies classes and i remember i told laura i was like do you know why we're racist? Like, do you know why our culture is? And I'm saying weird because it is, even though it's not me, it is our culture, it's us. and I own. It's our it. I have to claim it. It's mm-hmm. our responsibility. I have to claim it. Yeah. It's it's us. Yeah. It's us. Even though it's not me, it's, it's us. us. Wow. Fuck. But yeah, I I I claim that, and I take responsibility for my fucking shitty people. Sometimes. Yeah. We are amazing, and I love our fucking culture, and I think we are so fucking beautiful, and the most hardworking, resilient group of people mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Ever, I fucking I. There's something when I see a fucking sweet jardinero or like a lady on the street that's just hardworking that warms my heart, and it makes me feel like I'm at home, and it yeah. makes me feel like I want to do everything in my power to uplift these people and these communities. Like in it together. In like- it together, and I feel that sense of pride, and I feel that sense of ownership, but I also look. At that and I go we need to do better exactly we need yes. to look at ourselves and I I remember I came home I told Laura I was like dude the Spanish had a caste system that's why yeah. we're colorists that's why we prefer yes. lighter babies over darker babies and I was like absolutely I, it's historical it's so ingrained in us absolutely that lighter is better yeah and we need to undo that shit yeah undo that shit and, like, enough of telling me that I'm going to get too dark if I'm in the sun. Mm-hmm. If my skin naturally gets that fucking dark, that's because I was meant to be that way. If I get all... I've never... This is really problematic. No, yeah. I've never used sunscreen a day in my life. Don't come for me. I know, that's, <laughs> I know that's so bad for my skin. I know that's so problematic. Please don't tell me how I'm going to get wrinkles. I know. I've never used sunscreen. But ever. is that kind of, like, your small little mini protest of, like, fuck you? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes. No, yes. But, like, even when I was little, I hated it. Yeah. And I would get so dark and my parents would like be like scared that I was going to literally like my skin was going to melt off <laughs> because it was like so like crispy. It doesn't doesn't melt. I was like, go away. Like, crispy. Not, yeah. But it was just like. And I looked significantly darker than both my parents, like mm-hmm. in little baby pictures. Like Jerry's when, pretty dark, though. Jerry is very dark. Jerry's yeah. from Tijuana. Yeah. I was gonna say and my least. mom is from um, Guadalajara. Yeah. So but my my mom's my mom's mom was very light. Mm-hmm. And she was very like, stay light. Yeah. Stay light. Don't get in the sun. Yeah. She was very bothered by like me being in the sun too much. Yeah. And my grandpa loved the sun and he was darker. Mm-hmm. My mom's dad. Yeah. And they both would like be the complete opposite of each other. Yeah. And then my mom is like, that's what my mom's like in between. Yeah. Like she's very like caramel. She's like honey. She's honey. And I'm, I'm like my dad, you yeah. know? And Sophia's more like Jerry too. Like we both, me and Sophia get really like naturally like brown yeah but i'm tired of like this like sense of like being scared like if i naturally get that way it's because my body was meant to be that way it's because i can handle the melanin it's just this is who. but it's like like, it's it's also like that's just who i was meant to be yeah you know and it's like i'm not gonna apologize for that like for 
our culture, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, sometimes I, and this is really weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like I get shittier tips when I look darker. Really? Mm-hmm. When I look lighter, I make more money. You, I will 100% say that. And I know for a fact, cause I have a friend who did a study on this. Um, uh-huh. I think Julia, Julia did a study on how, like, if you're darker, people associate Mexicans with housekeepers and like people who don't make a lot of money. So they think if they give you $5 on a $60 tab, they think that's a lot for you. They're like, they did something for you. They assume you as a housekeeper, like they associate that with you. Wow. They associate you with as somebody who doesn't make a lot of money. So the five bucks is going to go a long way. Wow. So I've noticed when I look lighter, I make more tips. When I look darker, like let's say I've gone to the beach this whole week. Yeah. I make significantly less tips. But I've, I've sacrificed that now because I'm like, I don't, I feel more comfortable when I look the way I'm supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Like when I look Mexican. Like when I look like myself. Yeah. I you feel, feel better. Th- like yourself. You- so yeah, I am. I am. I do. Um, I'm taking a hit financially. Yeah. Sometimes. But oh it my makes God. me happy. That's such a heavy thought. It does. To like I, like when I worked with my cousin Giovanna, she her mom is white. She's mm-hmm. she's my mom's my mom's brother's daughter. So she looks white because her mom is blonde, blue eyes, white woman. Yeah. But her dad is Mexican. But she looks white blonde with olive skin tone so when i know when we had tables that i knew were just like, you hand like them to her. i would hand them to her yeah and that she's just gonna make and, and i wanted to say up. like on the flip side of this i am latina my dad is from Mazatlan. my grandma's from chihuahua like like it's mm-hmm. ten, like second generation so i but i'm white passing i like i have to say i think i, I think look, you are white people think i look not white but mexican people definitely think oh she's just a white girl she's a white like she's like white you do look a little white but but i could look at you and know that you're not that that you're you have flavor i know i have flavor you're not like I the sunny water people say I'm, i love colombian i, I just feel like so it's, just they, it's it's just like such a thing that they associate with like foreigners making less money and you should be happy to be here you should be happy to make weird five bucks no i'll never forget i was in the storage room at the restaurant mm-hmm. and i was grabbing coffee and this, and we're a part of a hotel. And this lady comes to me and goes, "The dryer in my room is not working." Okay. And I literally, <laughs> I literally looked at her and went, "Oh, I'm sorry." That sucks. So I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And she, I was like, kind of weird. I, was, I didn't understand what she was insinuating. And she goes, "Well, can you come fix it?" And I looked at her and I was like, "Oh, oh. I don't, I don't know." She's like, "Well, where can I get a new one?" I go, "I don't even know where." Sears. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't follow. And then she was like. Well, don't you work here? And I go, yeah, I'm the restaurant. And she goes, oh. Sorry, sweetie. And then I literally was like, oh, you thought I was a housekeeper. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I was like, you but just assumed because you-, you looked at me. But that's how they treat housekeepers. That's how they treat yeah. people. It's like, are you going to That's it? why, can I be Bitch. honest? That's why when I go, when I go to restaurants or I go anywhere where I see, especially in nice communities, like mm-hmm. really like bougie communities. Mm-hmm. And I see like a brown waiter or like a brown server mm-hmm. or anyone that I just know is getting fucked. Shit on. Like just, I know that they, they have to work three I, times harder to I make the same with, amount of money. I deal with microaggressions and I'm not even fucking dark. Yeah. I'm not even really like, yeah. like, I don't get the worst of it, to be honest. I speak English. Imagine the people whose English is broken and people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. think about that and I always, there's a, there's a busser at one of me and my mom's favorite restaurants on Island. Mm-hmm. 
and he's a sweet little man he looks just like my dad and i always have this like warm place in my heart for little men who are like in their 60s like working their ass off like in these service still doing jobs it. because they're they gonna don't retire work. they're gonna work forever and that breaks my heart yeah and it reminds Fuck. me so much of my dad and i it just like breaks me and i always slide them a 20 or like a 40 the the guy at the place that me and my mom went to i gave him 40 bucks last time he never wants to take it and every time he tells me i'm an angel and i was like i look at me you're an angel i love you and his name's fernando i love fernando I lo- wait no 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 fernando at buena Forchetta. Oh my god, sorry. If you ever see Fernando at Buena Forchetta slide in with 40, say Bella sent you. <laughs> no, but like I remember I would go to this really nice restaurant with my ex in Disneyland mm-hmm. and all the servers were white. Mm-hmm. And there was this like all the busters were Mexican. They were the yeah. ones they were the ones cleaning the tables fucking Actually and all working. the servers would come to the table and be like, "So you'd like the onion soup, okay? And then your bottle of champagne will be right out." Like they don't do any of the dirty work. Yeah. But the Mexicans are the ones fucking cleaning the tables, fucking doing all that stuff. And I literally looked at him and I go, you need to give him a 20. I literally was like, you need to give that you man need to a help 20. This man you, need to, you need to give this buster a 20 right now. Yeah. And I gave it to him and he was just like, he didn't understand what I was doing. I was like, no, this is for you. And like after that, like I do that all the time. I give it to people like there's this woman who um, on TikTok who people Venmo her like hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and like five bucks, like people like will send her like a dollar. I send her five bucks like every other day. And she gives, like, a big chunk of money to a vendor. Wow. Or, like, anyone. Oh, I've seen your Venmo it's, thing. It's like that. Sorry, not that yeah, I yeah, love, yeah. but I've seen, I was like, what's that? I always put for the vendors, yeah. Yeah. But um, I always Venmo her, like, five or ten bucks. Yeah. Like, every other day. And she gives, like, $300 to, like, a flower lady. Or, like, a man who's selling tamales. Like, and I want to. People wanna, who need it. Dude. I want to like, do what? it. I want to do it so bad, dude. And I don't know how to get that shit started. Mm-hmm. So one of our, have you seen my hostess, Melina, the little Mexican girl? I've seen her in your stories. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I love Melina. She wants to work in politics and she wants to be an immigration lawyer. Ooh. She wants to be like a mini AOC. God bless. I love her. I'm so proud of her. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. And she's so amazing. And I was talking to her about how I've been seeing those TikToks and we said, we should start that in San Diego. You and I. Yeah. So we have, we made an Instagram for it. If you want to follow it, it's Tu Domingo. You guys already did it? Yeah, it's called The Domingo Project on Domingo. Instagram. I haven't really started it. All that's on it is your, the, your Sunday. Is it because like you know like when somebody gives you Domingo, it means like allowance. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when you hand somebody money, you say it's Tu Domingo. Para yeah, Tu Domingo. Oh, okay, I um, didn't. But yeah, it's called Tu Domingo Project at Instagram. If you want to follow it, there's nothing really on it right now. We're trying to figure out how to get started. Um, but yeah, we want to like get a Venmo like where people can send money to, and we want to give like hundreds of dollars to people. I follow um, this black creator, black creator, mm-hmm. that sounds weird, but I think... I no, that's important. Yeah. Uh, at Wild Gina on Instagram. She's amazing. But she openly will ask for, like, reparations. Like, pay me. I need help. She'll call out brands. Hey, at Casper Mattress, I just moved, and I just saw you give a mattress to a white woman who has more than enough funding, so you can help me out, too. And they do it. She calls people out. Just outright pay me. And she's kind of elaborated, like, there is nothing wrong with this. I need reparation. Like, this is your I respect reparation. That. And, like, I think I'm really, I, okay, I don't believe in billionaires. I think that's a disgusting amount of money. Just talking about this. But I think I'm one of those people who really wants to, I don't understand people who are wealthy and don't redistribute. I have no idea how people do it. I entirely believe in leaving comfortably. I believe if you worked hard for it, for sure. Yeah. But at what point do you not feel disgusting having money knowing other people suffer? 
And I want to be wealthy so badly mm-hmm. to be able to hand people fucking hundred dollar bills and not think about and it. not think and about why, it. How do you not have that inclination? I don't to know like, how people don't because, have that inside of them. OK, so I was thinking we passed by this billboard last night and it was for the super lotto. It was thirty one mm-hmm. million and one hundred and sixty nine million that you could win, depending on which one you went for. And I was like, do you think there's a difference in thirty one million in your bank account and one hundred and sixty nine million in your bank? No, account? not at all. So what blows my mind is that it doesn't make a difference at that point. No. And to help someone out who's but making like significantly struggling. less than you, to help them helps you in the long run. Mm-hmm. I just don't get how people don't want to redistribute. And so I really want to make that project. We're trying to figure out how to set out a Venmo because um, it won't let you make a Venmo account for something that's not in your name if you already have a Venmo account. Oh. So we might have to use our like private um, Venmos mm-hmm. for now. We're trying to figure out the logistics. But if you want to follow the Instagram, it's through Domingo Project on Instagram. And if you want to Venmo me $5, just make sure you write a note on there. So she knows um, where to put, put it. Put Domingo Project on it because we're going to calculate it at the end of the week. And we want to get like our first amount like started. What's your goal for the end of this week? How much um, are you making? We want to at least want to give $100 to somebody to start. All right, guys. If what, how, What's math? Um, if everyone gives 10 bucks, if everyone if gives- 10 people give 10 bucks or- Literally, the price of an avocado or if 20 toast. people give $5 for anything. Honestly, I just want to make somebody's day because somebody's sitting out there right now in the sun working really hard and not making that much money. What like hurts me about this too, though, is I feel like it's usually like do what you can do what and you can. do what you can. A dollar. That's amazing. A lot that's of what you got. A lot of something. a lot of it. Then that's what I'm saying is like like the mission that me and Melina talked about was the fact that we both kind of feel like. Me and her get a lot of, you know, microaggressions at work. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it. And we're like, imagine what it's like to be somebody who has broken English. Or, like, is darker. Or gets really treated racist. Like, you know, Just like blatantly. Just shit on every day by like someone who strangers. really Yeah. I'm like, people are awful. And I'm like, <laughs> and then these people are at their jobs. They can't say anything. They have to sit there and take it. Yeah. Like, I, I and that makes me so sick, you know? So I'm like, if I can do anything... To help somebody, mm-hmm. I want to do that. Yeah. And, like, if even... And I it, I love what this girl does on TikTok. It's, her name is Get It Like V. Mm-hmm. With, like, periods in between everything. It's, like, get it dot like V. Like, uh, you get it. But she gives, like, $300 to vendors in L.A. I think she's in L.A. Wow. And But the, she doesn't buy any of their stuff. Yeah. She lets them keep whatever they have. Yeah. She's not going to take their stuff. She takes, like, one thing. She'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll take one chile, but I'm not going to take here's all your stuff. Here's 300 for it. Yeah. She's like, here's $300 for it. And I think... That's so amazing. I think that's so amazing. Yeah. Like, I want to do that so badly where... Because it makes me feel so good when I tip busters or I tip, like, somebody so big because I feel like they're not... Not that they're not appreciated, but I feel like they get overlooked. Yeah. And I think that is just such a shitty feeling. And I feel like this country in particular... And I know that there are... This country was built on racism. Yeah. On top of it. And the exploitation of black people. I... I 100% like see that and I think it's so we need to do our part to redistribute the wealth back and like give power to these people like genuinely like not just say that they have equal rights you Mm -hmm. can't just say people have equal rights and then make like think that it's going to go away yeah you need to really make sure the system is fucking fair and the way to do that is through money is Is through through monetary hard like yeah and I think about especially us because we live in a border town um we have a lot of people who come from Mexico or, like, are crossing or, you know, or come every day legally. You know, like, you yeah. can work here. You know, whatever. Legally, 
illegal fucking whatever. Okay, they're getting to work. They're getting to work. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is this country lives on the exploitation of those people, too. Yeah. You pay $5 for your strawberries, baby, because they paid somebody like five bucks a day to pick those strawberries. And that, me and Malene were talking about how we want to raise up so much money and just go to the fucking agro mm-hmm. fields and just give them to people. Yeah. Because... It, it just is so not right that these companies make so much money off these people because mm-hmm. they know that they can exploit them because they don't have, have their any other option and they don't They're have any other option in. and like our clothes and I went okay I took a Chicano studies course with like uh, fuck the, you know that the tweet that was like Mexican people take one Chicano studies course and they never let you forget it that's me um uh, well <laughs> but but job. no I took this class and she she said how many of you and I think this is really important she goes how many of you um, think that uh, sweatshops are bad. How many of you think oh, that yeah. exploiting workers for cheap clothing, fast fashion is bad? Yeah. We all raise our hands. Everyone. She's like, how many of you have shopped at Forever 21 because you didn't have that much money and you needed a going out dress? Yeah. And we're all like, yeah. And she's like, how many of you buy things because they're cheaper? Mm-hmm. All of us raise our hands. She's like, you, you could find a way to boycott everything if you wanted to. She's like, sometimes... People who don't have the financial ability to boycott everything, like to do everything ethically costs. Yeah. It's expensive. It's, it's expensive. a privilege. It's, it's a, a privilege, privilege to do things ethically. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Like, it's like the same thing. Like you grab what's available to you and what's in your budget. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not ethical. And it, you can feel shitty about it and you can boycott. You would have to boycott so many things to be ethical. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. And she talked about it. She was like, I learned to pick the things that matter to me the most. Yeah. She was like, do I try to stay away from fast fashion? Yes. Do I agree that sometimes I don't have money? Yeah. And I just need a fucking t-shirt to wear to work. Yeah. She was like, do I feel guilty about it? Yes. She's like, but she's like, I do my part elsewhere. I donate elsewhere. Mm-hmm. When I have money, I donate elsewhere. I give my time to like organizations elsewhere. I protest for causes elsewhere. Yeah. Like, if I do one bad thing by purchasing something that I, in the moment, it's what I had available to me, and it's not ethical, mm-hmm. I make an effort to do something elsewhere for other communities. Yeah. With my time or elsewhere. And yeah. like I Pick your battles. That changed the way I viewed, and I'm not a gatekeeper. Thing is, I think the best way to preach mm-hmm. is just to do. Shut just your to fucking do. mouth and the do it. The best way to preach is just to do. Sorry, we got a little heated there. We had to take a little air break. Both physically and emotionally heated. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, it was but like a sweat lodge in here. I think that was a great way to talk about our growing up experience yeah. in a white community Yeah, and where we stand now mm-hmm. as two Mexican women yes. in our twenties and still struggling with the identity issues that we had growing up. But you know, now we're, we're working through it. We're doing the work. We're doing the work and I appreciate that. So well, Thank this you. has been a good bit. We wanted to talk about so many other things, but we ended up getting very caught up. We got caught. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for coming. Uh, follow the podcast at Sifting Through Trash on Spotify so you get notified when I post a new, new episode because um, I love it when you listen. And also follow the podcast on Instagram at Sifting Through Trash. And Davina, do you want to plug your Instagram? I would like to plug a nice little nonprofit called 
Tu Domingo project. Oh, Instagram. yes. Oh, yeah. my God, of course. What are yes. you doing? I was yes. Like, um, and, and. We, we kind of are just waiting for our first like round of donations so we can give the money out. And then I think once we'll be able to get be started the first like one. That, be the first one. Um, My Venmo. Hold on. Actually, Beat me to it. Me and uh, Melina are the ones doing it. So if you want to, we're, I think, yeah, we're going to end up having to take the donations through our own personal Venmos. Not the ideal. Not but the ideal. We wanted to get one set up just for this. But make somewhere. sure if you do donate, please um, write on the notes that it's for the Tu Domingo project, please. Um, my Venmo is at Bella Fufella, Fu with two O's, and then an <laughs> H at the end of Fella. And then I will put it in the description. <laughs> It'll probably be easier. Um, but yeah, you can Venmo either one of us, a dollar or five dollars, whatever. Um, we're trying to get it started so we can, you know, help some people out during this fucking shitty time to be working. Um, anyways... Thank you so much for listening. What is your Instagram? At employee of the year, year spelled Y R. <laughs> and Love if you want to follow guys. me, it's Bella Fulfella. I'm going to start plugging my Instagram because I feel like now. You should. I, uh, whatever. I'm known. Clearly. Own it. Bella Fulfella. Foo with two O's. H at the end of Fella. <laughs> okay. I made it when I was in seventh grade. Don't hate me. Okay. Um, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. I'm going to film another one with Davina literally right now. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll see that pretty fucking soon. Okay, have a good one. Thank you. That's it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.